Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I am super excited to be here talking about step number three, connection. And tonight we're going to be talking love and possibilities. And first, well, you can hear, I'm at a different location. I don't normally have noises like dogs going off. I have kids, but I am at my nephew's house right now and my sister's dog is here so hopefully he's not too loud um but back to the topic at hand let me introduce my beautiful co-host terry Sayre. how are you doing tonight terry i'm doing fine i'm here in disneyland with uh kelly's nephew and and my daughter and her husband and the fireworks are just about ready to start so that may be the noise you're hearing Fun. I don't hear any noise. It's fine. <laughs> okay, good, because the fireworks are about ready to go off. So tell me if it gets too noisy, I'll go off or I'll go on mute. All right, sounds good. Uh, we have our guest coach tonight is a, one of our favorites, and we say that a lot, but really she is. She used to be on the show a lot as we've been growing, and she is back again tonight. The lovely Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, Sylvia? I'm doing just fantastic. Thank you, Kelly. Good to be back with you and Terry again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Sylvia, why don't you remind the audience what is it that you get to do and who is it that you get to serve? In coaching, I tend to work with women who are approaching empty nest or recently empty nested and trying to make that transition. Um, And the whole idea is to learn to identify where they want to be met and what they're doing that gets in the way so that they can stop sabotaging themselves and get where they want to go. Awesome. I love that. And Terry and I participate in Sylvia's forgiveness Zoom, which uh, yeah. um, we are going to start back up next year in some fashion, right? Yes, we are. We're going to start doing it instead of every week. It will be once a month on the second Sunday of the month, except in May, where we'll move it to avoid Mother's Day. Um, and um, the thing we're going to add a little bit in next year is, although we've done it some anyway, just because we're comfortable with each other, but we are going to bring the concept of God or spirituality or some form of higher power more to the forefront of the conversation. Uh, we're still going to be based in the fearless living um, tools and exercises on forgiveness. And we talk a lot about how forgiveness helps us move forward. And actually it's a wonderful bridge into connection because when we are in an unforgiving mindset, whether against ourselves or against other people or a combination thereof, 
it's very hard to connect when you won't forgive, yeah. when you won't let your guard mm-hmm. down, when you won't stop blaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's probably a little hard to have love and possibilities when you aren't forgiving as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I was just going to say, it's not loving when you're in a position of wanting to see somebody pay for the crimes you think they've committed. Yeah. Not loving, it's not supportive, it doesn't allow for growth. And and whether you're doing it to yourself or others, it doesn't allow for growth and it blocks connection at every turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does connection mean to you? For me, connection is the ability to feel accepted by people I accept. So it has a lot to do with comfort, just being able to feel like it's okay to be who I am and say and think the things that I say and think, and also be able to be present and listening to other people just being truly who they are and being comfortable and feeling safe so that we can do that. Yeah, love that. I love that definition. Accepting others who are being accepted by those you accept. I love that. Um, so how do you feel that love and possibility fits into into connection? How does connection bring forth love and possibility? I believe it opens possibilities by when I'm feeling truly connected or ready for connection and loving someone, I am open to the possibilities of how they are also going to be different from who I am. So, you know, if I'm expecting everyone that I'm comfortable with to be just like me, that's pretty limiting and there aren't many possibilities. I'm not likely to grow because I'm not going to be challenged. And there's nothing to be curious about if we're all the same. So there's the the availability of curiosity and, and joy and excitement at discovering new ideas and new possibilities because somebody does think differently than I do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that you can't really, I mean, everything starts with us, right? So we have to be connected to ourselves before we can connect with others. We have to love ourselves before Mm -hmm. we can love others. And I think that um, being, when we're connected to ourselves and we reach out to connect with others, Love is a natural thing that's going to come. Um, And maybe it's a love for what you're doing together. Maybe it's a love for each other. Maybe it's a love for service. Um, Whatever it may be, I think when you connect with another person, um, that that's something that comes forth. And then that brings forth possibilities. What do you think, Terry? You're not hearing these fireworks? We can hear it a little, but it's not too bad. Okay, okay. I'm trying. I just worried about it being so noisy. Um, 
I think that you brought up a, a really good point. I love the idea of acceptance and love and love bringing possibilities. I think that for me, once I was able to connect with myself and love myself, and that for me was a connection to God and um, recognizing my value and my divinity and just um, that connection allowed me then to, to open up to so many more possibilities. It allowed me to be vulnerable. It allowed me to be um, willing to take risks um, and to get out of my comfort zone and to try new things, which brings about possibilities. And curiosity to me is such an important component of possibilities. And so I, for me, it was just that, that initial, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that initial, that initial connection of, of loving myself, that was huge in my transformation and in my capacity to love others and to actually see the world for me and not against me. So that was um, that connection was uh, monumental in my transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. When you said that, it made me think of gratitude. Um, because mm-hmm. one of the things that attitudes um, do for us is help us to see how the world is for us. And I think that can bring forth connection as well, that when we see that there's others out there that want to connect with us, want to um, be of service or want to have a um, friendship or um, whatever it may be, um, that that if when we're focused on that, we can um, connect further. Mhm. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. Sylvia, is there a tool that comes to you that would support someone with um, connecting and bringing forth love and possibilities? I kind of go back to present moment. I'm not quite sure that's a tool, but if we can remember to stay in present moment, I think that really supports the ability to be curious and open and remain connection, uh, remain connected. Because yeah, if we're in agree. here and now, that, yeah. we're really listening instead of just plotting what we're going to say next or what we're going to eat next and kind of tuning out on whatever's happening or what, what are our, what's our schedule for tomorrow. So if we can stay in present moment, that is also a great supporter of connection because you're not jumping to other places in your life. You're right here right now with these people like I am with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think present moment can definitely be a tool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. do too. I feel like it's a really uh, important tool in so many of the steps. Is that that willingness, mm-hmm. first of all, to not live in the past and to live in the present moment and not to be connected to specific outcomes in the future that allows you to really live. I mean, I think anytime you're bemoaning the past or you're fearing the future, you're not you're not living in the present moment. You're not living, and and 
living is being open to possibilities. Living is being vulnerable. Living is loving. And uh, so being in the present moment, I think, is a is a definitely a tool. Definitely a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even just going one step further and setting an intention to mm-hmm. practice living in the present moment. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're officially making it a tool, I guess. But I think our steps mm-hmm. definitely can be tools. Um, and present moment is step six. So uh, it can definitely be uh, used um, with with all the things that we do and it's a it's a mindfulness right Sylvia it's being mindful of of staying in the present it's being um being intentional with uh where we keep our focus and how we show up yeah so setting intentions would be a tool huh (laughs) yes Yeah, today well, I am willing to practice. To <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, I think setting intentions, you know, by saying today I'm willing to practice. And so practicing is also a tool that comes with intentions, which is a, gives me a visceral um, support because I'm a pro- recovering perfectionist. So the idea that I'm practicing instead of perfecting is such a strong, you know, strong word for me. And it's it's mm-hmm. become a tool using intentions. And then gratitude and acknowledgments, I mean, they're, you know, to me, they're at the top of the list from almost everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and sure. a comment I wanted to make, Terry mentioned earlier when we're fearing the future, then we're not in the present moment. But even if we're daydreaming about this splendid future that we wish we had, but we're not mm-hmm. actually taking steps toward it, we're not doing something today to reach a goal. If we just spend our lives wishing for something, um, then that doesn't really allow for connection either because it takes us out of the present moment. And I think in the present moment, we need to be aware of what could come next, but we need to stay focused in this moment, what steps we're taking to reach that, as opposed to wishing our lives away or mm-hmm. gaming our mm-hmm. lives away or whatever distraction we use to keep from feeling or being aware. That is, um, that's so good. I mean, I know when I was in this mode of waiting for us to move, I would Till say, well, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to um, make new friends because I'm gonna move and I'll make new friends there. I don't need to start this exercise routine because when I move, I'll start it there. And so it was like this postponing my uh, life and until I move, and I still haven't moved. So. Um, you know, I could have been doing that for 10 years instead of just, you know, six. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's living your life for where you are right now. Loving yourself where you are right now. Taking the possibilities from where you are right now. And not waiting, wishing, hoping for things to be different and then you'll act. 
Mm-hmm. So I love yeah. it. Yeah, and speaking yeah, of moving, because what I've been doing over the last couple of months is, is looking for um, my next home because I would like a smaller place. Uh, currently, I share my house with two other people, but I don't think they'll be here forever, so I don't want the whole thing by myself. And in looking for something smaller, I realized that I can't take everything that's in the house I have now and put it in a house that's roughly two-thirds the size of this one. So. I kept thinking, what should I do for when I move? And then it occurred to me, well, what can I do just to make where I am now feel more pleasant and lighter and spacious and welcoming? So yeah. even though initially it started as, what do I have to get rid of to move? When I shifted it to, but what could I do to make where I am now better? It made it easier to do the work. It makes it much easier to get started and to let go of things that I've been hanging on to because, I don't know, they might be useful someday. Well, Mm -hmm. how long has it been in this box? So it's Mm -hmm. not useful to me, obviously. Find it a new home. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that that as well because... Well, I was just saying that um, Rhonda did a a little mini workshop on start start your new year strong and she asked um us challenged us to find what is it that's blocking us from um you know from being in a position to start the year strong and so mm-hmm. i i determined that there were two two areas in my life that were full of clutter that was keeping me from feeling uh confident one was my garage. Every time I drove into my garage, I felt kind of lost because I have all of my school things that I've kept for the last 16 years, almost 17 years now, thinking that I would be able to give them to someone or use them or, you know, whatever, and then my my office. And so I determined that those two spaces I would clear out to where when I drove into my garage I felt confident and things were in order and there was room for things and my office would not be so full of paper so this last couple of days I went through I had like boxes of um, cartons of files and I had a filing cabinet so I took all of my boxes of files and consolidated them into the filing cabinet by throwing away things that have been in there since 2004 uh, oh my goodness. So I was able to, yeah, I was able to just get rid of all these papers that I've never, haven't looked at or, you know, if they were just taking up space. And um, so I'm confident now that by the end of, end of this month, I can have those two spaces. If they're not completely done, they're both well on the way to being done and I can see finishing them. And I've just purged all of this stuff that's no longer... Um, served me and in fact was was kind of like sucking my confidence out of me and uh, so that I really appreciated that thought and uh, the action that I was able to take in doing that and connecting with my my real um, need for order in my life to where I have confidence to move forward love that I love that 
Yeah, and it I also think- sounds like a disconnection with the parts of your past that no longer serve you, had a you, right. but they don't right. now. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that certainly opens up new opportunities and uh, just a lot of space. And it's just when I go in my garage now, it just I feel so good because there's shelves that are empty. There's, you know, things that could have, that did mean something to me have been uncovered and put in the house. And, you know, they won't be ruined or they would have been ruined if I hadn't uncovered them. And brought them in the house, and so it's uh, it's been a very positive. It's an ongoing process, but it's been very positive. Yeah, it always feels good to me when the house is, um, or at least my areas that I can control um, of the house are organized, and I know where everything is, and everything's in its place. And um, I still am somewhat of a cluttered person. Um, I like. I have a bunch of, um, uh, I don't want to call them knickknacks, but they're kind of knickknacks on my desk. <laughs> but they all uh, inspire me in some way. But, um, yeah, it definitely supports me when my, my desk and area around my bed, because that's where I spend a lot of my time, because my office is in my room, um, is organized. Mm-hmm. Can't control the rest of the house, but I can control that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we have space, when we create space, that that allows connection to come in. That allows time for connection to ourselves. It allows time for connection with others. It allows love. It allows possibilities. That Space that we create allows all of that to come in and take up that space um, that was once mm-hmm. taken up by the clutter. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that is is a good reason to let go of that clutter as well. Yes. Yes. Making more room for the new, for the now. Yes. Yeah. So, Sylvia, we're getting towards the end. What is what is something that you would want our listeners to definitely hear tonight about connection and love and possibilities? Connection is what makes the world go round, really. That's what makes our life rich. If we're completely disconnected and functioning on some hermit kind of level, even if we have a job or whatever, if we're never connecting with anyone at work or connecting with anyone at home or connecting with anyone when we're out and about, even little connections, like if you're in the checkout line and the checkout clerk is particularly friendly or has stunning hair or pretty nails, just that momentary connection of acknowledging that to the person it just enriches our lives. And the more we can practice it in little ways, the more we have the confidence to open up in bigger ways and deepen connections with people that we, are, that we can then become truly close to. Yeah. Terry, how about you? 
Yeah, I love that. I think um, in the the um, temperature or the landscape that we live in right now in our in our nation is uh, so contrary to connection. <laughs> At least the kind <laughs> of connection you're talking about, Sylvia, where kindness and love and uh, respect. It just it makes us feel so good to connect that way, to be connected with someone else that way, to give that kind of connection, that kindness, that where love is the underlying um, motivation for what we do and mm-hmm. say and how we act and how we think. And I think that connection with love and then connecting that to ourselves, to others, to our higher power, that that is what, you know, love makes the world go around, Right. I always think of that. Is that a Coke yeah. song or is that a Pepsi song? That one that everybody's <laughs> holding each other hand and they're walking through the field. I think it's love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one thing we don't have enough of, or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a beetle. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. That's a, it's it's such a good feeling to uh, recognize and acknowledge other people and to be acknowledged yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that connection is so important. And, of course, starting with ourselves, we we need to connect. We need to go in. We need to have a conversation with ourselves and increase that love that we have for ourselves. And that connecting inside, that getting aligned, that loving ourselves and accepting ourselves, that's going to open our eyes to possibilities, possibilities of more love, more connection, more alignment, um, and uh, a life that we really are happy to create for ourselves. And I think that that's Absolutely. the ultimate goal that, um, that I have for our listeners and for myself is that the life I'm living is one that is joyous. Um, one that is aligned, one that is full of connection and love and possibilities. So, yeah. um, well, Kelly, Sylvia, I'm going to have to sign off, but Kelly, I'm going right. to have to sign off, honey. But thank you so okay. much, Sylvia, for being with us, and I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. All right, so, Sylvia, I want to give you um, a little bit of time right now to tell us again where we can, um, if, if our listeners are interested in becoming part of our spirit, our forgiveness group, where they can go to let you know that. Awesome. Okay. So our Focus on Forgiveness talks, chats are held every Sunday evening. Uh, sorry, not every Sunday evening. They're going to start being the second Sunday of the month at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, so that's 5 o'clock for you in the evenings. And if you would like to receive the invitation to join our Zoom chat group, you can email me at lifecoachmcsylvia, so L-I-F-E-C-O-A-C-H-M-C-S-Y-L-V-I-A at gmail.com, and I will send you the link. And if you can't remember my email, email Kelly and she can forward your email to me. Yeah. And if you want to um, go into the group, uh, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, um, you can put that information in there as well. So then they have easy access to you. 
But, of course, yeah. our listeners are always welcome to contact me. Our phone, our e- phone number, our email for Fearless Generations is Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at fearlessgenerations.org. So you can email me anytime there. Um, we want to say that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, our CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about her and Fearless Living, please go fearlessliving.org. Uh, you can also reach Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And please go over there and subscribe. You'll get our monthly newsletter um, that tells you everyone who's going to be on the show. It tells you what we've got going on that month and um, some good content about the steps for the month as well. Um, so go over, subscribe so you can get those monthly newsletters. And then we want to remind you again, this Saturday is our Break the Silence fundraiser and speaker event. The fundraiser takes place in our Facebook group called Break the Silence. And you go there and join the group and you will have full access to the uh, silent auction all day, December 18th. And then our speaker event is December 18th as well as I said, and it is from 10 to 1 Pacific. So please go over there, check that out, and register for that event. Become part of the silent um, bidding on the silent auction on Saturday. Um, It is a great cause. It all goes towards the Tulare County Suicide Prevention Task Force, which we support wholeheartedly. It is an amazing organization, and we want them to stay around doing the good they do. So, Sylvia, thank you so much for being here again. We love you. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Good night. Thank you.